At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Hello and welcome into Follow the Money, live from downtown Las Vegas, the Circa Resort and Casino on a Wednesday. Stormy Bon and Tony and the Super Bowl champion Sean King in for Mitch and Polly today, repping the Ali on your chest. The my greatest man. of all time. That is nice. Yes. That's a nice little combo you've got going here Thank in the you. AM. I consider myself semi stylish. We were getting into your, your coffee routine chai, a moment ago as chai well. Chai tea this morning. But shout out to all the Starbucks lovers out there. <laughs> My go-to is uh, venti iced coffee, blonde shot of espresso, uh, cream, one pump of vanilla, no classic. But as hey. we sit right now, I'm in love with this toasted almond shaken espresso. It is tremendous. Yes, the shaken espressos are good. I like the brown sugar oat yes. milk one. But it's just embarrassing to order because there's so many words. Whatever happened to what I have today, just a normal Coffee, cream and sugar. I have a one. I have a one-man campaign going to make the plum, Dan, uh, the plum Danish year-round. Oh, yeah, it's seasonal right now. See, I'm, I'm I'm more like a cream cheese Danish. See, type. they have that one. I think the majority of the year. Yes, they do. That's yeah. a year-round staple. Um, I hope you got your four hours of independent study in last night. By the way, we got a lot to cover today. Well, I had the iPad <laughs> on. The show. <laughs> um, Aaron Ladd, who covers the Chiefs uh, at a local affiliate in Kansas City, is going to break down all things NFC West with us here in about an hour. Will Hill of the New York City cast as well. Game one of the Subway Series started yesterday. Mets get the win. How will things play out tonight? All things New York with Will. Uh, college football, the Big Ten media days ongoing right now. We're gearing up for college football in a big way. So Thor Nystrom, college football analyst for betting pros, will join us in hour three, as will Matt Mayoko for all things 49ers talk. Uh, he is an insider for the team for NBC Sports Bay Area, knows everything there is to know. Um, and we will, in a moment, discuss all things Jimmy Garoppolo mm -hmm. as well. But I, where I wanted to start, actually, today was assigning for your former team, Julio Jones, off of the market and when we talked yesterday about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you said that you didn't really feel very firm one way or another. Does Julio being added to that wide receiver core move the needle for you? Uh, not at all. Um, I think Julio's had a tremendous career. He's absolutely a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yet he's old. <laughs> and, you know, the first thing that goes when you're old, Stormy, because you're still young, and I'm old, so you don't know what I'm it not, feels like. I don't know. I'm getting up there. Your legs. As an athlete, that's the first thing that starts to diminish. Your ability to run, jump, stop, start. 
And you're talking about a guy who played 10 games last year, 31 catches, one touchdown. So he averaged three catches a game, only scored one touchdown in, in, in 10 games. That's not Julio Jones. So, I mean, good for the Bucks. I mean, if he can, you know, make a big red zone catch at some point in the season, you know, that helps them win a game, then, I mean, it, it's a, it's a, a low-cost, you know, kind of addition. So, Well, and last year was a career low. I understand that. But – well, everybody, I feel like so many people are coming out here calling Julio Jones washed, and I just don't see that yet. I feel like he's dealt with the injuries, obviously, and he is getting older, yeah. like you mentioned. But you're also going to go from an offense that was very reliant on the run and a quarterback in Ryan Tannehill to Tom Brady. And right. I think, you know, I don't know if Tom was out there on the recruiting trail again. Like, we know how he likes to do to get his guys um, but I mean, he didn't go to green Bay or Indy or these other wide receiver needy teams. He goes to, to Tampa Tom and gets added to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who's going to be coming back healthy from that ACL injury, Russell Gage, who was brought in in this off season. I think that that wide receiver group could be pretty special. I think he's the could. third. Yeah, third I think it could. I would, I would never call Julio wash. He's just yeah. old. And to me, there's a big difference. Absolutely. You know, um, wash means that, you know, you still had prime years left and he just fell off. Like he just got old. And all of us are gonna get old. I promise. I want to get really old. So, you know, he's old. Well, he and uh, Mike Evans, two of just three active players with seven one thousand yard seasons. So, um, we'll see how things play out there. Todd Bowles' first season as head coach, running the ship. Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator, win total eleven and a half for these guys. Shout out to Mike Evans. Can... Like he's probably one of the most underrated players in National Football League. You know, he's never had a season without a thousand yards receiving since he got into the NFL. That's insane. That's special. He caught fourteen touchdown passes last year. No one really talks about him when they talk about Why don't the they, top group think? of elite wide receivers. Um, uh, I think because as as productive as he is, I think it's a workmanlike production, and that he just shows up, he gets his numbers. It's not really yards after the catch. It's not really the explosive Tyreek Hill type plays, but he's long. He's big. He can still run. He catches everything. And, you know, he's done it with multiple quarterbacks, which I think is extremely impressive. Well, good for the Bucs, um, adding another weapon to that arsenal. Another big headline coming out of yesterday's training camp, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan uh, met Wednesday morning with Jimmy Garoppolo. The three talked a lot of things over. Shanahan said that we have moved on to Trey Lance. This is Trey's team. Take a listen to verbatim what they had to say. You know, Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative of what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to the camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Um, but it's good to see that he is healthy. Um, but now it's all just seeing how this will end up. Yeah, and he did pass his physical, um, but it's just, it does suck for Jimmy Garoppolo right now, knowing that all of the quarterback needy teams out there essentially got who they need, and he's just kind of there dangling, hanging and waiting, trying to figure out what's next and, like, what's going to happen with him. This is going to be fascinating, and Stormy, the main reason is, and you have to put a little context on this because he did back up Tom Brady early in his career, but Jimmy Garoppolo has played eight years in the National Football League. He's played 16 games once. In eight years, he has one year where he's thrown for more than 20 touchdown passes, and that was 2019 when he threw 27, but also threw 13 interceptions. Yet, he has quarterbacked a team to a Super Bowl and in another year, the NFC Championship game. So it's going to be fascinating to see how he's viewed because he's looking for Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, tight money, because that's what the market is right now if you're going to extend your starting quarterback on a four-plus-year deal, which was what Garoppolo's looking for. So it's going to be fascinating. And to respond directly to what John and Kyle said, it sounds like they met with Jimmy. They asked Jimmy, are you willing to be the backup? And he said, no, I'd rather go somewhere else and try and have an opportunity to start. Well, and if this is Trey's team, you want to make sure that you're instilling that confidence in him, that he's the guy, too, and not having somebody looking over their shoulder. I mean, this is the writing has been on the wall for Trey Lance to be the guy since the moment that they traded up in the draft last year to get him. They paid a King's ransom, gave three first-round picks and a third, traded up from 12 to three, 
And what worries me about Trey, though, is just the lack of experience. Like, he hasn't played, like, legit starting meaningful games in the last two years. Ever. Even at North Dakota State. He played one (laughs) year. It's FCS. And granted, it was a tremendous season. They went 16-0, 28 passing touchdowns, 14 rushing, no picks. But it's a different level in the NFL. It is. And I agree with everything you said. And the only pushback I would give Stormy is, in professional sports, I don't believe in a guy being worried about who's backing him up. Because if that bothers you, then you aren't what we need anyway. And as a team... I'm, I'm not saying Trey no, thinks that, but maybe right. from a coaching and general manager standpoint. Right. As a, as a team, I want the best 53 guys possible. And God forbid something happens to Trey Lance, which if you look at his one year in the National Football League, he had two starts, but he got injured. So if Garoppolo's not San Francisco's backup, and with the style of play that I think Trey Lance is going to have to have, which is utilizing his athleticism, especially early in his career, what if he gets hurt? I mean, who's who's playing quarterback in San Francisco if, if Trey Lance sprains an ankle? So, I mean, I don't agree with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners parting ways. If I was John Lynch, I would say, listen, Jimmy, I know it's probably in the fairest, you know, last six months for you but we still value you. We did give up a lot to select Trey Lance, so we're going to start him, but we also you know, know that we have somebody competent in you. If something that we can't turn down is presented to us, then we'll move on it, but I'm not going into the season with just Trey Lance at quarterback just because Jimmy Garoppolo wants to see if he can go somewhere else and be a starting quarterback. And I know we talked about it a little bit the other day, too, but he is so beloved in that locker room, and you have to just wonder if from a thought process standpoint of Kyle Shanahan, if that factors in. Well, he might be the all. most good-looking player in the NFL. <laughs> so, I mean, as a teammate, you want, him as, you want him as your wingman. That was the thing, though, when it was him and Tom together, was just like, all right, this quarterback yeah, room is yeah, just Yeah, you unfair. want him as your wingman. I mean, if you're going out somewhere, you know, interacting with some 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 some, some new friends, I mean, you bring Jimmy along, that's good for your game. I do feel for Jimmy um, from the football standpoint um, a little bit here, just how different maybe people would look at him had he hit Emmanuel Sanders on that post route in the Super Bowl. Like, had he made that play, had he done just a couple little things differently that pushed San Francisco over the edge? Because when he's on the field versus when he, he hasn't been, that win-loss record is insane for San Francisco, and I know it's just, it's about being on the field. It's about that availability. I, I, I wanted to look something up. No one should feel bad for Garoppolo. I mean, he did sign a five-year, $137 million deal when yeah. he came to San Francisco. Well, and that's so. part of the issue now, right? Yeah. That 24 to $27 million. He'll be able to afford a bunch of Kleenexes if he's in his feelings and needs to, you know, wipe a tear or two. Just wipe them with the dollar bills. That's all you got to do. This first hour of all the money presented by Bet Rivers, exclusively your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. And like we said off the top, there's a lot of talking points with this San Francisco 49ers team, including the Debo Samuel situation. John Lynch gave some comments on their progress toward getting a deal done, ideally in the near future. So lots of angles that we can cover with Matt Mayoko. Later on in the show, but first, win some, lose some on the other end of this break. A lot of Major League Baseball action yesterday and some surprising results yet again, uh, including in the Subway Series. Don't go anywhere. More Follow the Money coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Bang! 
Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Stormy Tony and Sean King in for Mitch and Polly today on Follow the Money. Time for win some, lose some. And uh, I know the gentleman to my left was a big winner last night as we go down the list here. Blue Jays beat the Cardinals 10-3, so the over cashes. And your alternate run yes, line. Yes, I had Blue Jays minus two and a half. I saw Renda and Goldschmidt that were not able to make the trip. Two big bats out of that Cardinals lineup. So, I, like I said yesterday... On my in-the-pocket plays, I am backing the Toronto Blue Jays blindly because I think they're about to go on one of these historic win streaks. So hopefully it continues tonight and we have Kevin Gossman on the mound. I probably won't go alternate run line tonight. It's hard to lay the $2, so I'll probably go run line, but I definitely will go ahead and bet them just on the money line. But shout-out to the Blue Jays last night. It scared me a little bit. They're up 3-0, let the Cardinals come back and tie it. But then they handle their business. You got to stay on that Blue Jays train. I'm on it. And, you know, it's funny. It's weird, though, because I feel like COVID is so far in the rear view for us. But then, obviously, the reason the Goldschmidt when they right. weren't able to, to cross vaccinated. the border. Yeah, yeah to go not, into yeah. Canada. It's just, it's so weird to me because I don't even think of it as an issue anymore. But clearly it is. And they don't have their MVP candidates out there on the field. Also, Nationals cash is plus 255 dogs to beat the Dodgers back-to-back nights. Again, do not be laying those prices. Um, yeah, I was. For a I, I, this was a lose for me, but it's a win for people that took them. I actually took the Nats first five because I'm a big believer in Josiah Gray. And top of the fifth inning, Stormy, uh, Nationals have a guy on second, single to right field. Mookie Betts throws the guy out at the plate for out number three. Bottom of the fifth, Nats are up two one. Dodgers score two, go up three oh. two. And I lose my bet. But the Nats come back, get to that Dodgers bullpen. Wow, Nats and A's making a statement as big dogs the last two days. I know. Nationals supposed to be the bottom of the barrel in the NL East. What are they doing over here beating the World Series champs? Uh, The over nine also obviously comes through. Miami beat Cincinnati 2-1, never in doubt. And the Angels as a plus 105 dog beat the Kansas City Royals 6-0 in the shutout. Can I say something right quick about the Marlins? Yeah. They might be an auto fade on the under as well. Really? Yeah, to the point where uh, their manager, Don Mattingly, actually had to get a little snarky with the team about their lack of offensive output. I mean, I think in their last 10 games, they're like 9-1 and one to the under, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I hope he starts talking to the Padres, too, because those bats need to get going here soon. Uh, win some. Let's get to the social media, to the videos, to the tweets. Uh, Darius Leonard, Colts linebacker, told reporters uh, Wednesday that he wants to be called by his middle name, Shaquille, which is apparently what his family calls him, what everybody has called him his entire life. 
So why have you been going by Darius this whole time in the NFL? See, I'm just so petty. I would go out of my way to call him Darius. Like, I'd make it a point now because you don't get to dictate. Apparently, he hates it. Yeah, in, in the locker room, like, in all of a, a, a sports professional team, you don't get to tell everybody else what to call you. Like, you have to just accept whatever they come up with. So he'd be Darius. Like, I'd go out of my way. Hey, Darius, what are you eating for lunch? Hey, Darius, can I get some spirit? Like, That's the tough thing about being yeah. in a locker oh, room yeah. because you're going to get He's that He's definitely chirping. Darius now. No chance I'm calling him Shaq. He said, call me Shaquille D or Maniac. Those are what he will go by. It's never happened. Uh, four All-Pros in four seasons. Was obviously a defensive rookie of the year in 2018. Call the man what he wants to now that he's established. He said, though, early on, Randy Moss gave him just, like, general advice when he came into the league and said, you know, keep that mouth closed, keep the eyes and ears open, learn everything you can. And he took that to heart so much. And he's like, you know what? Now I'm here. I'm established. You can call me what I want to be called. Uh, another winsome. Have you seen this T-shirt that CJ Azoma is rocking to Jets camp? Zach Wilson, Person of the Year, Time Magazine cover on the shirt. <laughs> and you know what this is all about. Everybody knows the story. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. His bestie, Dax Milne, with his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. His ex-girlfriend chirps back on social media that Zach was out here actually being the homie hopper, getting with his mom's friend. I mean, the mom has reality show written all over. <laughs> Have you seen her post? They, well, she even got on social media and was like, no, like she's posting videos of this friend that it apparently happened with. She's like, no, this never happened. Yeah. Da, 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 da. She's but like, everybody, all his teammates, whether it happened or not, they're all, he got that dog in him. Hey, she is thing. all the way live. You can tell if there's a camera around, she finds it. But I like the humor. And this so is the thing funny. about professional sports. When we have information, we do utilize it. All right, let's hustle through some of these lose some. The Orioles beat Tampa last night 5-3. Rays are a minus 190 favorite. Baltimore was actually down 3-1 in the top of the fourth. They got on the board in the fourth. Three runs in the eighth, ultimately, when every team in the AL East is 500 or better. Although, the Red Sox, obviously, are slipping. Uh, White Sox, Rockies, over 11. Totals, we know, are always so high in Coors Field. But three runs scored as Chicago beat the Rockies, combined uh, 18 hits, but just three runs. Yeah, Kimbrough tried in his, everything in his power to lose it. But uh, Rockies just wouldn't get that final uh, hit in the <laughs> bottom of the ninth. The Guardians, like I referenced there, alluded to there, beat Boston 8-3. So the under 10 uh, obviously doesn't get there. Stocks have now dropped four of their five games to open the second half here. And everybody's talking about the Sydney Sweeney curse. This poor girl throws out the first pitch. Hey, it's not her fault. I mean, if I'm that owner and I have that payroll and I'm getting this lack of production, I'm <laughs> turning into George Steinbrenner. I'm be at the game. I I can't remember who Leading I Leading the booze. I can't remember who I saw post this on Twitter, so I apologize for not giving credit, but someone wrote what they really ought to do in baseball if they want to get people interested in the sport is have the celebrities throw the last pitch of the game. Game on the line. Get in there, buddy. No. Um, Yankees Mets under eight. Obviously a tough beat. Mets beat the Yankees 6-3 in the first game of the Subway Series. Looked like a push might be in play with eight runs up in the bottom of the eighth, but Jeff McNeil, the RBI single. And that was an interesting game, too. It because, was, because like, Judge, Judge and Rizzo, Rizzo went back-to-back, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yep, and, Yankees you know, Montgomery here. came out throwing underhand in the bottom of the first. And you know, the yeah, Mets Starling went up Marte, two. Yes, he yeah. goes yard, and then I think uh, Alonzo did too. Or, es- no, Alonzo got on base, and then Escobar hit yeah. the two-run shot to bring him home. So right off the bat, you know, we got competition, and it was a it was a fun atmosphere. I'm excited to talk to Will Hill of the New York City Cast about is this a potential World Series preview? Let's get to the. The videos here. Um, Our guy, Aaron Rodgers, two-time defending league MVP, four-time winner. He strolls into training camp with his Nick Cage Con Air game face on, the slicked back hair, the wife beater tucked into the belted jeans. What are we doing, Aaron? I mean, come on. Listen, Aaron's got the bag, so there's nothing you can say. But, like, you know how some guys just seem cool? Like, Aaron's the opposite. (laughs) Like, it just seems like he's trying too hard. Gosh, it's brutal. Win some, lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now at the code 250 match. Learn more at betrivers.com. Is that how you were strolling into training camp back in the day, Sean? Uh, no. I was in my room, in my playbook. I already knew it, but, you know, I didn't want to get Kyler Murray. So I didn't want to. <laughs> 
have any clauses added to my contract about independent study. But I will Shot tell a fired. great, great training camp story. And this is when I knew I was a bum as an NFL quarterback. Like, I was just nothing. I'm at, I'm at Pittsburgh in 2016. I'm doing the Bill Walsh internship, so I'm there for training camp. So, Stormy, the first day of training camp, I'm in the quarterback room with Randy Fickner. We gotten all the materials ready for the guys. I think it was uh, Roethlisberger, uh, Bruce uh, Gratkowski, and then uh, the kid from Oklahoma that they had there in Pittsburgh for a while. And everybody's in the room, and uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger walks in. And he says, okay, Randy, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go full practice, I'm going to go half practice, and I'm going to be off. And I looked at Randy kind of out the side of him. I was like, what is he talking about? Well, he's saying that, okay, he's going to practice on the first day, then he's going to go half practice on the second day, then he's going to be off on the third day. And I was like, is that just like to get training camp started? He was like, no, that's through the whole training camp. Like, that's what I knew I was a bum. Because I, I, I walked in trying to figure out, okay, how can I schedule this thing so I get enough rest and get in this cold tub and be ready for two days? And Ben walks in and just, like, gives the team, like, when he's going to practice. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I was a peon. I was nothing. I was no one. Shout out to my guy, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Now, you're talking about gangster. Just think about going to your boss. They wanted to. This is how it yeah, is. Yeah, this is what it is. Okay, I'm going to work Mondays and Wednesdays. Then you guys figure it out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Is, is training camp fun? Because you get that, like, preseason bonding with the guys. I know it's obviously work. Well, it but... depends. If you know you're on the team. then it, It's a different grind. Right. But if you're one of those guys that's, like, fighting for their livelihood and, you know, you have a bad practice. I mean, you might need to go, you know, seek some professional help. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to talk it's to anybody. That's like, what I love man. about hard knocks, though. They give you that insight to some of those guys yeah. that are on the fringe and seeing how things might play out. Remember, everybody, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is serving up big wins with our new weekly profit boost all tennis wagers. So visit BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app every Wednesday to receive a 20% profit boost on any tennis wager. That's right. Logging in every Wednesday, you automatically receive that 20% profit boost. And now you can even live stream your favorite tennis players right from the Bet Rivers app. Heat up your summer with the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. It's a whole new game. And that Aaron Rodgers clip just got me thinking about the MVP race. Who Sean and I think could be the front runners in 2022 coming up? If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. Stormy Tony and Sean King with you. And after, I mean, win some, lose some, and Sean getting all hot and bothered about Aaron Rodgers rolling up into training camp with the slicked back hair and the tight white beater, <laughs> we got to talk about NFL MVP. I mean, come on. We were talking about the looks of Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, now Aaron Rodgers in the mix. <laughs> You're off yeah. to a great start today. Yeah, I'm just... I don't like guys that force it. Like I got, I like guys that are naturally cool, and I feel like Aaron's always trying to force like his. I didn't see his feet. Like, do you think he had cowboy I'm boots on I too? Just, I'm curious know. what the lower half he, ended up looking like. He here. bothers me. He shouldn't, but he does. He bothers me. Well, we got into a lot of Heisman Trophy discussion yesterday, and I think MVP is a natural discussion to get into now. With all 32 training camps open, we're finally going to see some of these guys getting their feet under them a little bit here. Um, Aaron Rodgers was the favorite last year to win, ended up on top. I mean, his touchdown interception ratio has just been insane. He has 15 picks in the last four years. So is he able to three-peat or Josh Allen's the favorite, Tom Brady up there as per usual. Um, we'll get into some of these these longer shots or names that are getting the most bet at this point right now. But for where you sit, for your money where are you most interested in placing it? So here's how I approach the MVP. If you have a favorite team and your quarterback has a reasonable chance of winning NFL MVP, support your quarterback. Because I can tell you 100%, it's going to be a quarterback. 
But which one is kind of random? I mean, if you look at the last few years, Rodgers won it back-to-back, but then it was Lamar Jackson. It was Patrick Mahomes before that, Brady before that. Matt Ryan before that, Cam yeah. Newton. The last so, non-quarterback right. was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Right, so it's most likely going to be a quarterback, but, I mean, just whoever your team is, if you if you are a Bills, Chiefs, Broncos, like Chargers, like just go with your quarterback. So that way, like, you have a, a rooting interest. In my opinion, it's also tied to the team you emotionally root for because, I mean, they're all going to have fantastic seasons. You know, last year, how did Tom Brady not win NFL MVP? I mean, at his age, 5,000 yards, 40-plus touchdowns, you know, so. Yeah, and, like, also think about the categories that the MVP typically wins. You have to be leading the league in some of the major stats, whether it's touchdowns, passing yards, completion percentage. Just keep all of those things in mind. But I like that approach of, like, having a vested rooting interest, somebody you want to root for. that's 100% correct what you said, but then you have Lamar Jackson and Cam Newton who have both won in the last seven years. Does that that make – I mean, Josh Allen's the favorite, so maybe less intrigued there, but his dual threat ability being on arguably the best team in football going into this year, is that – Yeah, and I think he's very well liked, which I think matters for this award as well. And he's going to put up big yeah, numbers. Yeah, people want, want him to succeed. Right, right. The guy from Fireball, California on the cantaloupe farm. And I think he's coordinator-proof, but we're going to find out because yeah. his coordinator is now the head coach of the Giants. So we'll see how much of Brian Dayball's understanding of where and when with Josh Allen played a part in you know his consistency. I was curious about your thoughts. On that, like no, no Brian Dable and what the impact of that could be, but he has had experience with Ken Dorsey in the past. Like what, what kind of relationship do they build in with him being the OC? Well, I think the relationship will be fine. I thought where Brian was elite was knowing when to call quarterback runs for Josh Allen, like really having a great feel for when to utilize, you know, that aspect of, of Allen's skill set. So, you know, Dorsey may come in, may do a great job. You know, it may take them some time. You know, it may never work. You just won't know until the season. Now, Josh is still going to be or have moments where, you know, he's elite because he has that kind of talent. But it was so in sync last year with Brian play calling and and, and Josh's skill set. So, you know, if you're a Bills fan, go with Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, all these guys are so good. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Russell Wilson, I mean, Matthew Stafford, you're getting Lamar Jackson on a contract year, basically. He's playing to, in his mind, solidify that he deserves the Deshaun Watson deal. And that goes back to your point about not wanting to bet on a guy like Kyler Murray, who has secured the contract. Lamar's still out there with that edge, mm-hmm. working for it to prove himself and to get the most, the highest dollar amount possible. Um, with Josh Allen, I, I like that arsenal, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. Um, the newly drafted James Cook at running back who can catch balls out of the backfield really effectively. Um, and, I mean, Josh Allen had a great season. The last two last year was a down year for him, and he still had 44 touchdowns. So put that into perspective of what could happen for him. The most bet on quarterback in the MVP market on Bet Rivers is Justin Herbert uh, at 9-1 to one odds. Nearly 20% of the betting handle is backing the Chargers' young QB. Yet to win a playoff game. Um, but in his first two seasons, just breaking record after record, most touchdown passes in that span, most passing yards in that span, clearing Andrew Luck by a thousand yards in the most passing yards in two seasons as an NFL quarterback. Extremely talented, uh, has all the measurables, uh, has all the intangibles, has the weapons, you know, to, to go out and have a historic season. So, you know, like I said, if you're a Chargers fan, go with Herbert. I mean, I don't know how you separate you know, the, the group of, of the top 12 quarterbacks when you're talking about who's going to win NFL MVP. I just don't know. I mean, you could do it based on who has the longest odds. Or or I'm just, just if whatever your yeah. team is, roll with that guy. Um, Did you see Joe Burrow had to get his appendix removed? Yeah, I saw that. And I didn't know if that was like a serious surgery or. Well, if your appendix bursts, like it can be, it can kill you. But taking it out, I didn't no, know. If, no, no, right. it's a useless thing in you. It does right. like nothing. It's just nothing but healthy. Yeah, <laughs> you I, take saw, it I out saw that kind of go by the ticker last night as I was watching the uh, Mets Yankees. And I was like, is that serious? And, you know, they didn't have like, yeah, they I didn't see. break into the game. Like, no, but still like 
first week of training camp and you're in surgery for an appendectomy. That's and maybe, not ideal. Maybe this is like a quasi holdout because it kind of, I don't think anything that happens in the NFL is happenstance. And the fact that, that what the, you think having surgery on your appendix is that this happens at the same time that the Bengals owner says our number one priority <laughs> is locking Come Joe on. Burrow up to a long-term deal. Come on. He might've could have had the surgery after the season. I don't know. Is Burrow holding out in Cincy? You can't just... I got to call my people. You only have the surgery if it's bothering you. Right. So, you know, when you, you can't football, wait. You can't wait and postpone that surgery if it's going to gradually get worse and, like, burst. That's not saying, how it, that... It, I mean, it, I've never had one, but that's my understanding If the Bengals announced that uh, Joe Burrow wild. just signed a five-year extension for, for 250 then you know I was right. I do think everything personnel-wise, though, if things go right, set up really well for Joe Burrow. Obviously, they're coming off that first AFC Championship and Super Bowl appearance in 33 years, but his relationship with Jamar Chase, the chemistry was off the charts. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, yes, you lose C.J. Uzoma, who's you know, obviously rocking Zach Wilson everything these days, but you bring in Hayden Hurst, who is an upgrade, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of Hayden Hurst. So, yeah, lots of, lots of reason they, for optimism. And they solidified that offensive line. Lyle Collins, yes. Alex yes. Kappa, so that's a Huge. big part. That is the biggest part, yeah. I would argue, because um, he was just getting click-clacked every which way from Sunday. Jalen Hurts, another guy who's getting a lot of play. I mean, the Eagles are in general. And Russell Wilson was another name that you mentioned that's being bet pretty well on Bet Rivers. Russell Wilson has never received an MVP vote. Which is tragic. That's why I think if I was forced to bet anybody, it would be Russ. Because I do think there's some regret amongst the voters that Russell has not won one. Because he's been everything that the NFL desires its elite players to be, on and off the field. So if they have a big season in Denver, especially if it's, based around Russell and that passing game, I could very easily see Russell Wilson winning one. When we um, talk to Aaron Ladd a little bit later, who follows the Chiefs very closely and dives into the AFC West, I'm curious, who, who MV, who's the most MVP caliber of the AFC West quarterbacks? Like, what a question. Well, I know who it isn't, but... <laughs> Get Derek Carr slander out of your mouth. I'm you didn't just... even say it, and I'm angry. I didn't no. say Carr. You said you that. You thought it. I could see the little hey, you guys, floating cloud your, in sing your, your mind. Sing your, sing your hate DMs the story, not me. Oh, come on. Any long shots, though, in the last minute here? Kirk Cousins, 100 to 1. Nah, he can't win it. I agree. Justin Jefferson, Offensive Player of the Year, though, intrigues me. Which is the most unbelievable thing in life is the fact that the NFL MVP is generally an offensive player, but he's never the offensive yeah. So is it is it going to be Jonathan Taylor then? Or can you not even bet on a running back for offensive player of the year? Jonathan's because good enough. It's just the durability thing that worries me with that position. He's still young. He'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, by the way, is the first non-quarterback 19 players down on the MVP odds board. No <laughs> shot. Just some food for thought there. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to turn the page to college football when we come back. Big 10 media days are underway. And a lot of the talk has been about college football playoff expansion. Our thoughts coming up. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. 
The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Wrapping up hour one of Follow the Money. Remember, everybody, that the VSIN football betting guides are coming soon. There's no better way to prepare for the college and pro seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and everything. Reserve your copy of the football betting guides today to get access to everything we offer for the entire season with a VSIN all access subscription. So make this football your best ever by subscribing now at vsin.com slash subscribe. And tomorrow on the program, we'll hear from a couple of the primary contributors to the college football betting guide, including Adam Burke, who did a number of conference previews, Steve Mackinnon, who does a great job diving into the analytics and numbers and trends. So that'll be great tomorrow. Um, As of right now, though, Sean, Mm -hmm. Big Ten Media Days underway um, from Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium, same place where the Big Ten Championship will be coming up later this year in December. And while all eyes right now are on the Ohio State Buckeyes, All ears are on the college football playoff expansion conversation. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren spoke on this Tuesday. Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner, spoke on it at SEC Media Days last week. So let's just take a listen to what they had to say, and we'll we'll give you our opinion after. But here's Kevin Warren and Greg Sankey. I'm 100% supportive for college football playoff expansion. Um, You know, what is that right number? We'll figure it out. I'm confident we will get college football playoff expansion resolved. I still feel strongly that we need to open it up to have multiple media partners um, that we, we need to have from the college football playoff standpoint. Uh, we need to take a holistic view. We need to make sure we protect some of the critical bowl relationships. And um, so as we work through all these, whether it's automatic qualifier, whatever the case may be, I'm confident as we get these new individuals in the room, get these issues on the table, that we'll be able to reach some resolution. And again, make sure we ask ourselves the right questions for the right reasons at the right time for our student athletes and our fans. But I look forward to the day that we can expand the college football playoff, and I'm confident that it will happen. Things have changed, and I was clear uh, back in January when we walked away from the conversation that we as a conference weren't unanimous in our support. Um, I had, as commissioner, moved people forward to the point we were supportive as a league. And if we're going to go back to square one, then we're going to take a step back from the model introduced and rethink the approach. Uh, Number of teams, whether there should be any guarantee for conference champions at all, just earn your way in. Um, There's something that's healthy competitively about that. So my first thought coming off, especially the Greg Sankey side of it, is, earn your way in like the best teams should be in here of course you the commissioner of the sec that houses the best conference in college football is going to say that but the beauty of expanding the format in my opinion to make it more similar to an ncaa tournament type of a thing where you have the opportunity for a cinderella quote unquote to make a run is that you get those lower level conferences an opportunity to participate no so first let me address what I think the main issue is with college athletics. It's always reactionary. They're never ahead of the curve. They're never in front 
of the issue, whether it's NIL, whether it's transfer portal, whether it's college football playoff expansion. They make something that's extremely simple so complicated. The bowls are extinct. When's the last time the Big Ten champion was looking forward to playing in the Rose Bowl? They've been in the college football playoff. Generally, it's Ohio State. Last yeah, year was Rose, Michigan. The Rose Bowl is a letdown. Right. right now, you know, so not. don't get in front of me talking about bowl relationships. It's very simple. I think the top, the Power Five conference champions should be in. The highest rated non-Power Five teams should be in. And then it should be six at-large bursts. It, it's a very simple Simple thing, and they so try base, to make it so complicated. Do you base that on on conference champion or? Well, the, the five power five, all power five conference champions. If you win your league, I think you should make the college football playoff. Then you take the highest ranked non power five team. So I don't think like the Mountain West and the AAC, and you know, I don't think all those champions should be in. But you take the highest ranked team, which generally is a UCF, Cincinnati, Cincinnati sometime yeah. before BYU goes into, you know. A Boise State right, on a good year. Yeah. Right, and and then the other six at-large berths, you could do them strength of schedule, you could do power rating, you could do how, however you want. Like, use whatever the NCAA uses to, for the seedings mm-hmm. for uh, March Madness. Like, use some kind of computation that, that, that was measures what, strength of schedule. That's what Nick Saban right. said at SEC yeah. Media Days as well. Not necessarily RPI, but, you know, right. said get into those computer analytics and find... The other six at-large teams, yeah. and let's rock and roll. Like, stop making things so complicated. I just hate that they're always reactionary. Like, you have all these really smart guys that get in a room, and because they're all representing a different TV commodity, they can never seem to agree on anything until it, it, it's past the point. How many teams do you feel like is the right number? Because there's been 12. That's how I feel as well. Yeah. There's been proposals for eight, 16. I think it's I 12. Like 12 and I right think number. you started two weeks after the conference championship games. So that way you don't punish the teams that played in the conference championship game, but you also don't push this thing all the way to February. Why do you think there was so much dissent when they did the vote on the 12 team format they had originally? Well, because they're probably in the room arguing about things that don't matter. Shocking, right? Right. And, you know, again, and the thing that, uh, was it Warren? Who's the uh, commissioner? Kevin Warren, yeah. The, the, the real issue is right now ESPN, I think, controls the college football playoffs. So right. everybody, now that they have these TV deals, is getting a lot of push from their, their TV partner they're affiliated with. Well, okay, let's get us involved in something that ESPN has a monopoly on right now. But at the end of the day, let's get the playoff going. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, another side that just crossed my mind because you brought up the bowls and the irrelevancy of the majority. They're all of them. irrelevant. There's not one bowl game, Stormy, that anybody looks forward to. Did you like the 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 topic that got brought up about obviously we know all about NIL, but paying players to be rewarded for being in bowl games to give them more interest? No, nah, I feel like that's their option. I mean. Like if you want, if, if you they want don't these star play, players yeah. to participate to get the payment going, that's well. If it's that's the playoffs, I think they'll play. I mean, the bowl games. I mean, here's where the bowl games are turned into an opportunity for the seniors on each one of these teams to have one last hurrah. Because a lot of times, this is the part people forget: these guys are never going to play this game again. Like they're almost ninety percent of the seniors in America. When that final bowl game ends their careers in football have ended. Like, they're not going on to National Football League. They're not going to play professional football anymore. So I like the bowls for that reason. But other than that, I mean, yeah, coaches like it because you get to practice more. But I like them as a sideline reporter because I get to talk more. Absolutely. So there's that. <laughs> I'm with it. And, they're, and they're, they used to be fun, but they're so watered down. Yeah. The names have changed. It, it, I don't even know who, what conference goes to what bowl anymore. Well, I mean, they it's such a, right, it's such a, a mishmash of teams now. It's, it's like, not even just the realignment of conferences themselves changing it, but the bowl affiliations change. The bowl names change like crazy. Like, how many sponsors have we seen for the Fiesta Bowl? Right. Me- remember when it just used it to be Tostitos? Tostitos right. And we were all like, okay, Absolutely. that's what it is. It's the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. And then it was Vizio. And then it was PlayStation, whatever. And like, it's and from a betting perspective, hard. you know how hard it is to bet bowl games, trying to figure out who's opting yes. in, opting out. If it's the playoffs, okay, then we know that all the guys are going to be ready and available. We can make, you know, more educated, you know, uh, or have more educated opinions on, on which side to take. 
Well, we're still a long way off from bowl season, but while we wait for college football playoff expansion, now the number is four. Alabama, the Crimson Tide, the favorite to win it all this year. Um, but then you have Ohio State, Georgia, and that's kind of nationally the consensus top three, right? And I'm excited to ask Thor Nystrom about this in hour three when we get into more nitty-gritty college football details. But who's your number four? Like, obviously, these three are elevated above the rest. But then, I mean, that next spot, I feel like, I don't know. It could be it could be anyone's. It could be really, really wide open up for grabs. I agree. And I think it may be a non-traditional team. Because like I have Miami winning the ACC. I have Kansas State winning the Big 12. So it could be a non-traditional team that, that fills that fourth spot. Because you don't have, I think, an Oklahoma that's as talented as normal. I don't think Clemson is going to win the ACC. So th- there will be an unfamiliar and even, name. And even from the group of five, obviously, we saw Cincinnati make history last year, but it's not like they come in with those types of expectations. There's not one of those lower-level teams that is like, okay, this is the squad and, and, that's going to be there. And I'm going to say this now. There will not be a non-Power 5 team in the college football playoff, even if one goes undefeated. They will hold Cincinnati's performance last year in the college football semifinal against whoever the best non-Power 5 team is this year. And it seems like whoever um, ultimately finishes out, I mean, those top three teams, as long as just the basics go right for them, they're going to be there. Um, this first hour of all the money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get a 100% first deposit match bonus now with the code 250MATCH. Must be 21 or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. We'll kick off Hour 2 with Aaron Ladd, sports anchor, Kansas City's KSHB 41. When we come back, get the lowdown on all things Kansas City, Patty Mahomes, and the AFC West. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.